You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. All right, thanks for joining us today for a discussion on the Center for Continuous Improvement here at Gromark. Um, the Center for Continuous Improvement is a newer initiative at Gromark. It's built on the concepts of delivering value and quality based on the methodologies such as Lean Six Sigma, uh, the four disciplines of execution, or 4DX. For the last couple of months, we've been talking a lot about the Center for Continuous Improvement. And actually, in August, I was fortunate enough to go through Yellow Belt training with Six Sigma US and Gromark. And I'm really excited to see the future of this um, unfold at Gromark. So recently, Gromark hired two um, employees to become Black Belt certified. And those employees have joined us as well as an additional guest. But first, I'd like to introduce Neil Alcorn, the Director for Continuous Improvement. Um, Neil is going to talk more with us about our new Black Belts, process management, um, and he's going to answer the questions we received in last month's focus. Neil, we have some additional folks with us. Would you like to introduce them today? Thanks, Kate. Uh, I'm excited to introduce our first two black belts that we've hired uh, here at Gromark. Uh, we have on the call with us today, uh, Ashley McClintock uh, from Agronomy Area and Kyle Fecht from Energy. Uh, both of them bring with them a wealth of experience and um, are going to do a really good job of introducing some of these concepts and tools to the organization and helping us build this program up uh, over the coming uh, months and years. So uh, on the call today, we also have uh, Ashley Azerski uh, from our controllers area. Uh, she's going to be representing uh, what we're going to call lean leaders, and we're going to talk a little bit more about lean leaders uh, and what those will do for process management. Um, and we're going to talk about what that is in a little bit more detail here today. Uh, but Ashley's joining us because she's been identified as someone um, that is going to help implement lean leader. Uh, She's going to go through some training and with some of her divisional goals in the controllers area uh, with RPA and, and standing some of that up, process management is going to become really important with that. So she's going to get a, a jump start on that before some of the others in the organization. So, Neil, one of the first questions that came in from last month's focus article was how are the projects for these two new black belts going to be selected? Ashley McClintock and Kyle Fecht will be getting black belt trained uh, over the first four months of 2020, and they will lead these enterprise level projects, which will include a cross-functional team uh, of individuals that represent different aspects of those projects. But what are those projects is the question. Um, so those projects will be uh, identified and vetted at kind of the executive level. Uh, they have a scoring mechanism that we've been developing uh, over the last couple of months to look at the benefits to this si whole system uh, versus the effort of, of implementing some of those projects. And so we're going to score those um, and come out and with a pipeline of projects um, and then based on the scoring, pick the, the top ones. So, Neil, the second question that you received from last month's focus article was what are lean leaders? Um, so lean leaders are the current supervisors and managers in areas today. 
Um, those individuals will get some training in Lean and Six Sigma methodology, visual management, uh, Kanban boards and things like that. But they will they will begin to morph and change how we manage today. Um, today, we, you know, we kind of manage people. In the future, we want to manage processes. Very data driven approach, uh, but it's it's a different way of doing what we're doing today. So they won't be pulled out of their jobs. It'll just be a different way of doing their jobs. Um, how will they be selected? Um, it, it'll be pretty natural, I think, of the people that currently today have a responsibility um, over a process or over a people that do a set process. Um, they will gravitate towards this lean leader training. Uh, but if you're interested in that, as you learn more about process management and where we're going, um, please speak to your your supervisory management. We'll go ahead and get on to the the next segment of our podcast. And uh, Ashley McClintock and Kyle Fecht and Ashley Azerski have all had some uh, exposure to process management. So they know a little bit more than your average bear in terms of what this is uh, to the enterprise. So what I want to do now is have a conversation uh, about process management and um, help paint this picture of what this is going to look like at Growmark. Um, in their own words, what they think process management will be and, and what they're excited about implementing here at Growmark. Um, so, Ashley Azerski, as, as uh, one of our lean leaders coming up, I'm going to ask you to go first, if that's all right. Uh, if you just want to share a little bit of, about what you've learned about what it is and um, how you see it impacting your team. Yeah, absolutely. So, my team, as Neil mentioned, gets to be one of the first groups going forward with this. And so, to me, process management is really going to be coming in and getting a grasp on what all of our processes in our department are especially the ones that have key impacts to other pieces of the business. And so for me, it's going to be really helpful. I'm excited because I've had a lot of new people come on board into my group within the past two years. And I think this is going to be a great onboarding opportunity for them to understand their work, know how their work impacts other areas and learn it, but also help us from a business continuity standpoint to when they do finally move on, um, help us get new people in and, and train and bring them up to speed so that it's a smoother process all around. And that's a, a good insight to what we mean by by managed process and not people. People come and go, people move on to better uh, different opportunities. And so that process still needs to stay intact. That's going to be a key aspect of process management as we move forward. Um, Ashley McClintock, I'll move on to you next. Um, you're going to be help helping to shepherd uh, some of the lean leaders and support them uh, with with tools and tips and, and some of the methodology as you learn it. Uh, we've talked a little bit about process management and you currently manage an area uh, that will be um, taking on process management. So uh, if you want to share a little bit about just what you what you see it um, unfolding as and, and what you're excited about. Uh, so I view process management as our ability to understand what our processes are and being able to map those processes. Then once you get the mapping done, it's our ability to measure how well we're performing and then being able to look for opportunities for improvement. Some of the benefits that I am most excited about is really our opportunity to become more efficient. I know that in at least in the product divisions, we can easily get caught up in the whirlwind and I hope this is our opportunity to become more efficient and be able to provide a better customer experience where there's less errors that are occurring. And then I think it should give our team members an opportunity to focus on proactive activities and chances to look at uh, ways to use innovation. So Kyle, what's process management to you and what are you excited about? 
what really stands out to me is that it isn't necessarily a job. It's more of a it's more of an understanding of of um, your trajectory and where you're going as a company. Um, what really it is for me is stepping back and taking the our day to day operation and skills that we have all the way through the building and measuring them, find data points to measure, quantify, and then see where where what we can do to um, add efficiencies all across the, those different processes. Thanks, Kyle. So Ashley Azarski, I want to turn back to you. You and your team get to start process management in 2021. As you start, does your team have any concerns that they have brought to you? So personally, for my team, I think the biggest concerns or questions are going to be with the newer resources. I have people who've been here just coming up on a year, and they're still working on getting a grasp on what all their job entails. And so I see it being a kind of hurdle for them to overcome with knowing the process inside and out and when they don't really know it to document it. And so I see that being a big issue and coupling that with the fact that not everyone's in the office. So as they're trying to learn this and, and come through everything, getting the coordination and the touch points with people that aren't there while not having all the answers, I think is going to be a big hurdle for them to overcome. A lot of that is is going to fall on the shoulders of people like you and other lean leaders of helping to draw them together. I think that's a challenge that um, as management teams all around the organization we're facing of our employees aren't here in the office. We can't do management by walking around any longer. Um, so how do we see and, and manage to what the outcomes are of the work that people are doing without them being physically in the office? Ashley or Kyle, Ashley McClintock or Kyle, anything else you guys want to add to, to some of those concerns? I think there's going to be some questions around the organization on how does SAP fit in with all of this? I think that's going to be very valid. Uh, I know the organization just went through a huge change management effort with bringing SAP on and standing that up. Um, the good news again there is we, we have SAP. We're kind of on the other side of that. And the reason we went through that effort uh, was the promise of having uh, better data on the other side. So process management really is the um, the tangible exercise of using that data. How we're going to use it um, is something that I want to I want to bring up briefly. Uh, we have a new tool that'll be coming out um, that that Ashley McClintock and Kyle uh, will have uh, access to as they work with lean leaders uh, and other people around the organization called process mining. Um, it's a product that we've purchased from UiPath. Uh, that's the same vendor that we'll be using for for robotic process automation, um, which will be a solution that could come out of uh, some of our process management analysis. Um, but process mining allows us to uh, tap into the SAP audit tables and create a visual map of your process and how it works with volume numbers, uh, ability to filter and look at um, different work items and uh, lead time. So how long did something take on average? Wow, what a great tool in the toolbox to utilize. So Kyle, you had a question, I believe. When we look at process management and uh, the efficiencies we add, does it translate to lowering a headcount overall at Growmark? That's absolutely not the, the goal or the target of any of this. Um, in fact, we've talked about at the at a leadership level some mechanisms to um, kind of handle that when it when it does come up. If it does, um, you know, hopefully 
Uh, we do get some cost savings measures out of this, uh, but that's not the intent or the primary focus. Um, the main thing that we're looking at with process management and all of the, the lean um, or Six Sigma projects that we'll do at an enterprise level is adding value to the system, being very clear and focused on what we do, why we do, and then doing it uh, as, as efficiently as possible. Um, so I understand that that's a concern that may be out there with the enterprise of should I be afraid of my job? Uh, just just to say it bluntly, are we going to um, you know reduce headcount or anything like that? And I would say nobody has to be worried about that. But what we want to do is not get rid of those people. We want to make sure that they're adding as much value as possible, that they're as satisfied in knowing that what they do every day makes a difference to our, our member companies and the growers that we serve. We want to make sure that everything is highly tuned to them. And so it's about doing less things that don't matter and about doing more things that matter. But I think we can all agree that there's plenty of work to go around. Um, and there's probably a lot of things that we could or should be doing that we haven't even thought of quite yet because we're busy doing the things just to keep the, the, the wheels on the bus, as it were. I think that's a great point. And it kind of gives me a chance to step back too, is if I wasn't doing some of these um, day-to-day things that take up a lot of little time along the way, what what could I do with that time to focus on? What would I focus my um, daily operations on that would maybe have more value to our customers at the end of the day? And as I think about that, a lot of things come to mind. So I think you you bring up a really good point. And I think through process management and through some of the things that we'll implement, and this isn't going to happen on day one. Uh, days aren't going to drastically change. Um, in January or even July, um, it'll take time to, like I said, grow and mature process management for each of the areas. But uh, a big thing that we're going to focus on is sequence of work, and that will uh, free up a lot of time and waste. But we're we maybe aren't taking that work away. You're still going to have those big chunks of work and those responsibilities to do. Uh, the difference is you're actually going to be able to breathe in between them and know that you uh, accomplished your work and. Um, are done when you go home at the end of the day. I I do have one question for Neil. You know, Ashley and I've well, been around. We've been at Growmark for quite a while. And we've seen different initiatives. What makes this different than some of the other things we've done in the past? Uh, 40x, um, some other things that are not aren't in focus as much as they used to be after an enterprise change. Could you speak to that? Yeah, great. Great question. And I think the difference here with with this and some other things. Um, is twofold. Um, first, we're going to go deeper. Uh, we're going to go deeper into each individual area, and then we're going to make connections between those areas. So the work that you have comes from somewhere else, uh, and the work that you do goes to somewhere else. And so there's going to be a lot of instances around the organization as we all go down this path together of in order for one team to get better, another team is going to have to change. Another team is going to have to understand why what they do impacts a downstream team and say, you know, I can make this small little tweak that takes me an extra five minutes, but it saves you a half hour. And we need to communicate and do those those um, calculations together where, you know, independently you'd say, well, I don't want to add five minutes to my work, but overall uh, with the handoffs and everything, it, it saves time. So that's one aspect of, of going deeper. Um, a second aspect of how it's going to be different is the level of support that we're going to do. 
So, so bringing on uh, Kyle and Ashley McClintock to train them up as black belts or having people like Ashley Azerski and others that will step up to be lean leaders go through training um, and get a specific methodology and support one another as we uh, implement this around the organization is going to make concepts like this more sticky. Um, it's going to allow us to to spend more time on it and do it right uh, rather than just, you know, throw, throw something against the wall and see what sticks. So, Neil, you kind of mentioned this earlier with RPA. I know that's another big initiative going on in parts of the company, um, RPA being that robotic process automation. How does that all tie into this? I know my division kind of being one of the first divisions is looking at this. Where are there some overlaps in the business process management, but then also how is it different? Great question, and, and I'm really excited about some of the initiatives uh, that we have coming out of the Center of Innovation with RPA. Uh, RPA is really going to be a game changer for, uh, for any organization that really takes it seriously and, and tries to adopt it. So the way that they'll play together is you don't want to automate a process that isn't optimized. Um, so we're going to have to spend some time understanding our processes and getting some measurements in, in place and eliminating any waste or non-value added steps out of that process um, for two reasons. One, it makes it far easier for the bot developers to, to develop a, a cleaner, smaller um, set of steps or processes. Uh, and two, having those measurements in place allows us to better quantify uh, what, we'll, we'll, what wins we'll get out of RPA. So RPA is going to save us some time, uh, but how much time? How will we know uh, what RPA has really gotten for us? Of those processes that are automated, you're still going to have a full plate of, of work to do. Um, and so process management will help you better manage that work that's left over as well. Um, so they, they play together, they'll be symbiotic to one another, uh, where process management could go first, and then RPA uh, will help eliminate some things that um, are just mundane and repetitive off of your plate, but then that allows you to do work on higher level tasks um, that you're gonna wanna make sure are really focused and working well. So Neil, I have one last question for you. We've talked a little bit about upcoming yellow belt training and green belt training, but what can somebody do to get started if they're interested in process management on their own? Great question. And the, the trainings will be coming up. Um, we'll have some more in February. That'll be our first offering of Lean Leader. Um, there's still some spots left. So if people are interested in it, Please talk to your supervisory management. We're getting some communications ready for them so that they're um, ready to evaluate who's who will be a good candidate for lean leader. Uh, but definitely ask questions if you're interested. Send me an email. And then throughout 2021, we're going to have other offerings. So I hope to offer Yellow Belt uh, at least four times in 2021. So we'll have that in the LMS. That'll be coming where you can go out and look at the dates and, and enroll in that. Um, but beyond just the, the training, you know, you asked what else can we do to get started? You can start talking with your team about your process. Uh, a big component of this is going to be what's called standard work. Uh, so making sure that the work that you do is the same uh, work that your neighbor does if you guys have the same job. So pull out your job descriptions, pull out your, your procedures and your job aids. Say, this is how I do it. How do you do it? Where are we different? Where are we similar? Um, start drawing pictures. Uh, a map is just boxes on a piece of paper, so you don't need any formal training to start mapping out your, your process and the way you see it flowing. 
to have somebody else look at what's in your head and say, well, that's not the way I see it. And it, it starts those conversations. And that's really what process management is all about, is just making sure that we're using the same terminology and we're talking about things in the same way and seeing the way things are uh, flowing in the same light. So uh, putting them on paper and getting some maps started is absolutely a great uh, opportunity for people to um, jump in if they're interested in this. So the, the last comment that I'll have is, um, you know, this is a good opportunity for us just to bring up the support that we have at the executive level. Um, this is all very new to the organization, uh, but Jim and other uh, vice presidents that we've talked to are really, really interested in seeing how this plays out and seeing how this will, will um, take form and shape in the organization. Because uh, what's going to happen is instead of looking at uh, quarterly revenue reports, we're going to be able to get quarterly process reports. Um, I've started to hint at some of those things and they're pretty excited to see, uh, you know, show me some metrics of how people are performing on their day to day and then show me some improvements. Show me um, how it, it changes or morphs from quarter to quarter. So the things that you do every day are going to start to roll up because let, let's be honest, not everybody is involved in sales. Uh, not everybody uh, can move the needle on how much uh, seed we sell or how much propane we sell. Um, so there are things that you do that should be looked at and monitored at the, and at the management levels. And, and so those are going to be new reports that are going to be coming. And I think executives are excited to see those. So Neil, if I'm eager to get started in my area, where do I go or who can I reach out to? Ashley McClintock and Kyle Fact will be starting as our new black belts in January of 2021. Uh, they will be assigned to areas of the organization and be supporting the lean leaders for those areas. So we haven't worked out which areas those are going to be or, or who your black belts will be quite yet. Uh, but please reach out to either one of them or myself with any questions or concerns you have uh, about process management or about getting started early uh, or how this will roll out for your area. All right. Thank you so much, Neil. And thank you, Ashley McClintock, Kyle Fecht, and Ashley Izarski for joining me today. Until next time, happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gromark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app.